Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick in the studio, socially distanced, of course, and then connected via the web. We got Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, and even Bill the Engineer. Who knows? Even Captain Rusty might join us before the show uh, wraps up today. It's anybody's guess. You can see us all on Facebook Live, and we uh, apologize in advance as we navigate the latest boating news and information and, you know, knock over a beer or two. Patrick, you ready or what? I've been ready since uh, about 6 a.m. this morning. Okay. All right. I guess he is. Uh, now, now I'm going to wait for you to completely derail the show once I start <laughs> going. Well, it's what I do as your first mate, and you are welcome. So, uh, Can we talk about the first mate thing, by the way? Okay. What? What about um, it? The captain usually um, would assign rank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't recall ever, um, assigning you as first mate. Uh, don't care. Moving on. All right. So <laughs> your next question or comment, uh, my next comment is this, mm-hmm. um, aside from being here in the studio with you, when Greg Holt apart, right. Um, six feet. Actually, six one. A lot of my duties, uh, as we have listed on my business card from the world of boating, <laughs> yeah, he said duties. Duty. Stop right. it. Yeah. Via our last contract negotiation, is mm-hmm. I am the vice president of media content. I am the vice president of social media presentation. Okay. Uh, I am uh, vice president of blah blah blah. Get okay. to it. What? He's the HR and the coffees are. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we need to call Barry out on the carpet because I, I i assigned barry a a subject and he's like it's 15 minutes before airtime what are you doing you what gotta you give me was- more time and i'm like no you think greg gives me more time greg gives me no time at all more time to do what I, I prep for a whole week and i come in here and you completely take us in a different direction so i i had been texting with barry and gave him an assignment and he's like well i'm driving right now i'm like well pull over <laughs> okay ah. What's more important, getting to where you're going or this show? I question Barry's commitment to this show. All right, what was his assignment? What did you give him? I don't remember. Okay, of course. (laughs) Never fails. You remember Barry, or did you? Yes, well, we were originally going to talk about uh, upgrades we can do to the boat. That was going to be last week. Yeah. And uh, we're still supposed to talk about upgrades that you do to a boat, things you want to change around. And we were going to talk about what things you need, what tools you needed, what information you needed to do that. Okay. I don't think we ever did that, did we? We didn't get no, there. That was no, the because Greg took there. us in a completely different direction. We ran out of time. Of more quality did information. See, did we yeah. all see like a, like a bevy of squirrels or something and get completely derailed? No, it's Greg. I'm <laughs> telling you, there's one common denominator I'm here, not a squirrel. And it's Greg. <laughs> All right, whatever. I don't know. Your cheeks say otherwise. You know, we could have ca- covered this and then some if it, if you would have just went white right to it. So do you want to do this today or you got something else you want to cover? No, Captain we're Patrick? going in another direction. Of course. 
It's it's too late to talk right, about well, upgrades. To well, then let me the, derail the, the whole it. coronavirus thing is almost done. Yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, Barry the Boater, do you have any upgrades you're planning to do then? Or at, no? at this at this moment, no. If it happens to happen, and I have a little extra money on the side, I'd like to take purchase a GPS slash depth sounder, one of those all in one units. Okay. Yeah. So but I thought you were selling your boat. No, you well, gave that up I haven't sold the ago. boat. No, no, no. If if the right money comes along, I'll sell it. All right, but I haven't given it up. How much money are we talking? Because I want to put this thing to rest so we can stop talking about your boat that sits in the garage. What do you mean? What's the problem? We're we're going to crowdsource money to buy Barry's boat. Hmm. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Uh, we're, I'm going to I'm going to offer fractional shares. Go boating. You're going to chip fractional it into shares. little pieces. Well, look, it's recyclable. I want to be a friend to the environment. I mean, I would say, how much are you asking for your boat? I was looking to get 12000 Holy! Holy moly. All right, well. All right. You know, so let let me know when you get that. down to about five grand. So the bottom line is Barry <laughs> See, I won't, is I won't give it away. There's no reason to give it away. All well, right. 5000 yeah. isn't giving it away. 5000 is, is I keeping think, a reason. It. I mean, it's a, this is the start of a negotiation, isn't it? No, I don't think it is. I think Barry no. has set his price, and if if someone's willing to give him that much money, he might uh, let it go. If not, he's going to keep it, and he's going to go boat. He's setting a price so high because yeah. he doesn't really want to get rid of that boat. Right. No, as I said, I won't give it away. Look, how much is the price of a new 18, 17-foot bay boat? Um, if it's how a, if it's a uh, bay liner element, it's about $7,000. Hmm. Bay liner, brand new? Yeah, the Bayliner element. Wait a minute. It's a, it's, I it's, look this one up. Greg and I interviewed uh, the guy Robin at the time at down at the Miami Boat Show, and a a a Bayliner element with trailer was about a monthly cost what you would pay for cable. Yeah, but how big was it again? Because that was a pretty small one too. No, it was it? It was like seventeen yeah. foot. Was it that long? Yeah. Okay. Like a ninety horsepower Merc on the back, and that's what Barry has a seventeen foot. Center no, I, I I have a center console. This is not a center console. I'm looking it up now. I so it has to be a center yeah. console. I think I think they offer the element as a center console though too. So I think Ooh. they've got some some different uh, uh, cockpit layouts. But, so is uh, this part of the negotiation where you give uh, Barry no some way? Options? An element E16 <laughs> starts as low as fifteen two ninety nine. All right. Well, what's your monthly payment spread out over Mister Accountant spread over fifty five years? 55 years. <laughs> yeah, then that is a cup of coffee a day. $2.35. Right? <laughs> go to Starbucks. I think Barry ought to sell his boat and buy one of those Indian snake boats. Indian mm-hmm. snake boat? What oh, is the, that? The, yeah. It's a boat made out of snakes? No. No, it's a long, skinny oar boat. <laughs> that, that, it would like 50, people, like those, 50 or 100 people on it. It's, it's a crazy <laughs> number of people on those boats. It's half okay. the length yeah. of a football field is how long that boat is. Sweet. And you For can only see... Wide. You can only see the very, very top of the back of the boat. The rest of the boat looks like it's in the water. Hmm. Okay. Seriously. Seriously, so it's like three inches of freeboard. It would be the most unique boat on the intercoastal waterway in South Florida. I say get it, That would be fantastic. You're in the intercoastal. As soon as one little sailboat goes by, you'll sink you. Mike, apparently (laughs) you you haven't seen one of those inflatable floating uh, banana tubes. Because... That would be yeah, the most yeah. interesting thing that you would see <laughs> down in uh, the waterway down South Florida. Okay. So the bottom line is Barry the Boater is going to keep his boat. Because he doesn't want to really want to sell it. Deep yeah. in his heart, he does not want to get rid of it. And that you boat. haven't given him a viable alternative. Yet. I tried. You tried unsuccessfully from what I hear. 
So, uh, and, and as far as upgrades, you'd like to get this GPS, but of course, in this current economic environment that we find ourselves in, you have no dough. Well, no, last week no, you were that's, saying that's, how that's banks were true. letting you go, you know, three months, four months without making a payment. Well, I have no this payment. is true. I don't have any debt right now. So, you, well, then you do you have the dough? You said if you have the money, you'd like to get this new GPS unit. I always, I always keep emergency cash set aside. Well, is that an, an emergency, emergency purchase or not? No, 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 no. Okay, no. it's not. Then you don't have the cash to buy it right now. That's what you said earlier, right? If you want to buy true. it. I, I can I help extra you. extra cash on the side, yes. I, I'll tell you what. We can come Uh-oh. up with good excuses on why an upgrade like that would be an essential purchase, especially when speaking to your spouse. Oh, she wouldn't care one way or the other. She wouldn't care. Then what? You know, then, then buy it. What I'm are you being responsible. On? Oh, jeez. Put your feet then, up, well, folks. Get deep of, in what, here. What kind of responsible, Barry? Yeah. Are you the kind of responsible where you're being fiscally responsible and you're not overextending yourself? Or are you the kind of American who wants this country to be great again? Because number what one. we need, yeah, we one. need Americans to spend, spend their spend, money, Barry. Spend, okay. spend, so, spend. You only so, get one lap around the track. That's right. Here, here's the problem, okay? <laughs> On the left hand, they tell you, you need to save for emergencies and put money in the bank. And then on the right hand, they say you need to spend to keep the economy going. So you're always living month to month. I choose not to do number two. Oh, Barry, you I need a laxative. A laxative? A laxative? Something said if you, you can't do number two, it sounds like you. Oh, oh, okay. Somehow I think, the, I, I think Barry buying this GPS that he wants is not going to uh, put him out on the streets. No. I, I have a feeling Barry's got enough reserve cash, um, gold bars in mm. that uh, bunker that he uh, broadcasts from, that um, he, he would be fine. He, he, again, he, Barry is talking himself out of doing these things. He's he talking himself out of selling his boat, yep. and he's talking himself out of putting the G. Because then it'll be, well, you know, I'd sell the boat, but it really doesn't have the best electronics in it, and I really want to upgrade to electronics, but I don't want to spend the money on electronics, so I'm not going to spend the, boat, the money. And then Greg calls and says, hey, Barry, when are we going boating? And Barry goes, I can't go boating because I don't have the best electronics in it. And that's Greg right. says, okay, well, here's the money for it. And Barry says, well, no, that's just the money for a cup of coffee. What are you doing, man? I'm trying to go boating with Barry the boater. But he won't do it because he says he has no money or no electronics. It's not fair, Barry. Come on. Get with the you program, don't need electronics. will you? Yeah, you don't need none. None of those. You got a sextant. More coming up on the World of Boating. <laughs> You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook the evolution of protection 
an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i think i got a virus it's called the corona this is so much worse than you. Ebola. It started one day when I took a trip to China. China. I should have just went to North Carolina. Oh. I was just walking around the town having a good time till I checked my temperature and it was 105. Oh, no. I think I got a virus. It's called the Corona. This is so much worse than Ebola. I'm not sure if that's accurate. But this is the world of boating, and uh, I apologized up front for the video on Facebook Live today. I also apologize for all the music that Captain Patrick picked uh, picked out today to play and uh, entertain our passengers. So, you know, it is what it is. It was that or Jimmy Buffett. So, uh, blame him. Yeah, you have any uh, defense for What are we blaming Jimmy Buffett for? No, we're not. That song, you know, uh, Captain Patrick picked it out because he's not a fan of Jimmy Buffett and preferred that. That that song is legitimately terrible. Well, Uh, it has has absolutely no benefit. Hmm. There are no redeeming qualities to that. Nothing. Kind of like you, Greg. Well, I apologized. uh, So that's all it takes. Yes, uh, Barry the Boater. Uh, I think he was the one uh, person on the crew who actually was uh, tapping his foot to that toe tapper. What is that right, Barry? No, you're wrong uh, again. Oh, I am. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe okay. I, mis- I wanted mis- to ask your Patrick. body language. You're welcome. I wanted to ask Patrick uh, what a high altitude prop is on a boat. A high altitude prop. I'm I'm looking at this this uh, bayliner that you sent me to the element at, is that yeah and I'm I'm adding up all the different options okay. to make it similar to mine and then it says high altitude prop okay how high is this boat gonna go well no it's if you're if you're say if you're boating in Denver Colorado okay or yeah. Lake Titicaca or Lake Titicaca okay which is the it is the highest elevation of any navigable body of water it's a legitimate point Duh. right. The motor will produce less horsepower at that altitude. So not true. He, he did not. Huh? He not did not. True. He did not bring it up just so he could say caca. The really? the engines now uh, take into right account. Say titty caca. Okay. Well, he, eh. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Come on, Patrick. Kids, let me know when you're done okay. so that Mike and I can have an intelligent boat-based conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So years ago, what what happened is engines wouldn't see elevation because when you went to EFI, they would adjust through the computer. So what you would have is for boats that were being sold at higher elevations, they would get sold with a different gear ratio uh, in the outdrive. And still, and possibly a different prop combination so that the boat was turning the correct R's and performing the way that it should because you really couldn't mm-hmm. do anything with the engine. The old carbureted right. engines, Mike is great. You, you would have to do it, um, you know, differently. But with the advent of throttle body with EFI, um, you, the engine, again, it takes into account all that, makes its adjustments and runs so you have to do the change through either the gear ratio or through the prop okay okay but but you're saying that engines today don't produce less horsepower at 5000 feet above sea level than they do at sea level they are going to take into account all the environmental factors and turn mm-hmm. what they should so that the change to make the boat run at the proper R's has mm-hmm. to be done via gear ratio or through the prop. Oh, but yeah, that's I'm in totally reaction to that. That's in reaction to the lower power output, specific yes. power output at the crank of the motor because of the lower amount of oxygen in the air. Right. right. I don't necessarily believe that's true. I think it is accurate, actually, because uh, it's very similar <laughs> to airplane engines. The same thing. Yeah, but, you got the problem. You have less o- oxygen uh, at higher altitude, and, yeah. and and you get less output. That's why runways are much much longer in higher altitude areas like Colorado and Lake Titicaca. Yeah. Well, and, no, no, no. That, the air is also thinner, so you need more speed to get the. Yeah, why is it exactly. thinner? Because uh, there's you're less higher oxygen. in the altitude. Yeah, yes, duh. but you also have a mixture control on your airplane. This is true. Right? And you, so you have to compensate. So you, so you don't have to do that with a with a boat engine. You, you don't can't think? because the ECM is taking care of everything. Yeah, it, it has a barometer built into it, the, so it knows the, the barometer ECM pressure. Sa- the ECM mm-hmm. says this engine is supposed to run at forty eight hundred RPM, so it is going to do everything that it can to make that engine run at forty eight hundred RPM. Okay, so that's what. Uh, uh, what kind of prop? Uh, it's a high altitude prop. So what you're looking at is you wind up pitching up or down depending for those applications. Hmm. Okay. It's really it's really not a high altitude prop as much as it is a a prop change because for every mm-hmm. pitch of prop it's 200 rpm roughly up or down. Okay. Yeah. So so a standard prop, say in Florida, if you um, took say my boat or any boat and moved it to Colorado and put it on a lake up there. And let's say my maximum RPMs is 4,200 or 4,400 or whatever. Um, I wouldn't be able to get that much RPMs out of it, uh, at, in Denver at 5,000 feet with the same prop. And that's because the engine's putting out less power. Is that correct, Patrick? High altitude props, they're going to have a lower pitch and increased diameter, 
which is going to mm-hmm. help them regain low end hole shot and achieve yeah. higher RPM. So the answer is yes. The answer is it's a combination of both. Okay. Because well, it's better than changing the gear ratio be, on a because lower unit. The, again, the old carbureted engines, you couldn't you couldn't change anything at the engine unless you're going in and you start messing around with the carburetor. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is kind of frowned upon. So, so the fact that this element has a high altitude prop would be good. No, no, no. It, it, it's you can change it out for a high altitude prop. There's no price change. I was just wondering what the difference was because I wanted to price out this boat Got with it. all of the uh, things that I have on mine. All right, so you can tailor yeah, yeah, it to where just, you want to use it. Understood. Yeah, and you would just use a standard, a standard prop. All they're doing is riding the torque curve based on how much out. Uh, horsepower your engine is able to produce and where it is on the torque curve that yields the 42 to 4400 rpm maximum that you need yeah well you, you, you on the newer engines believe it or not they're turning close to six thousand on the ios because we get calls that man this this engine it's it's like screaming are you guys sure that this is correct? And it's a, it's that would correct. petrify me if I got six thousand RPMs out of my. <laughs> but I'd but have uh, six, I'd have sixteen holes in my deck. So, <laughs> so uh, for for our for the dealers that operate in higher altitudes, the only change that we make is either with gear ratio or with propping. Okay. But the engine runs the way it runs. Well, now we know, and and you do too, right here on The World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, in the studio and also connected via the web. We got Bill, the engineer, Mike, the mariner, and Barry, the boater, who's looking at a high-altitude prop, possibly, or at least having the option of that for his uh, next boat that he decides to purchase, if he decides to do such a thing. My my, my bet is he's just going to stick with surprise. That's right. And, uh, you know, look at doing modifications with that. But there you go. All right. So yeah. we, we kind of took a little uh, detour. Not, not unexpected. You know, and it wasn't my fault. It was Barry the Boater's fault. So do you have a, you want to get back on course there, Patrick, or why, no? Why bother? Well, okay. <laughs> There's that. Uh, yeah, actually, the what I hope is the last bit of coronavirus news as it relates to boating. That boating is on fire. We don't like to use the word fire when we talk about boating. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, the sales. And if you were a boater, you would know this, Greg, and not a cruiser. Okay, whatever. But yeah, Marine Max put out some sales figures that said uh, that surprised everybody from last year. Gentlemen, I just want to point out Exhibit A. I was set (laughs) to go with this story, and I told you. At the beginning well, of the I'm show. I'm asking you, is that he, right or not? That's not the story. I, that has nothing to do with what I was getting ready to okay, talk about. Well, you just hijacked the show again. <laughs> there has not been a mutiny yet, Captain Patrick. But the way you're going, I'm a I'm little disgruntled, I must say. Well, then this story hits even closer to home because okay. a captain has 
pled guilty to throwing stowaways into shark-infested waters, Greg. Hmm. Because the uh, Chinese captain of a freighter and his crew pleaded guilty and attempted murder after throwing two terrified stowaways in a shark-infested ocean for fear of catching the coronavirus. Oh, okay. That's pretty serious stuff. Uh, that is the, the the crew assembled a plywood raft, plastic drums, and rope, and placed a pair of stowaways overboard near South Africa, uh, with the skipper um, watching. Uh, wait, what? What the plastic? So they actually they they built a little raft for them. They yeah. they built what is known in the industry as a Tom Hanks. Huh. <laughs> Where was Wilson? Wilson? Wilson. Yes. More coming up on the world of boating. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Guys, we have a situation. I broke the bathroom. How the heck did you manage to do that? We ran out of TV, so I had to use my shirt. Ew. Ew. Well, long story short, turns out that pipes on the boat are not BVT compatible. It can handle tidal waves that the stories talk about. And it can weather any storm. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, in the studio, connected via the web. Mike the Mariner, Bill the Engineer, and Barry Ziboder. All right, so uh, Barry, um, yeah, I, I don't know. We 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 uh, we we didn't really hijack uh, the show, but you know we're a crew. You know, Patrick's the captain. Uh, we're, we're all I mean, in this together. Exactly. We Shut up, Mike. Along. Jeez, oh, I, I just wanted to ask what that song was and on the leading. Yeah, I don't care. We're not going to even bother going there. You're not going to tell me because I, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, okay. My, Mike's life. Mike's current life is a slogan on a T-shirt. What do you mean by that? Yeah, he's not even wearing a T-shirt. You can see that on Facebook Live. <laughs> wearing a T-shirt. So what's your? I have a, I have a K- Kentucky Bourbon Barrel T-shirt. Yeah, well, Bill the what Engineer is wearing a, a beefy tee, and that's because he's short on TP, as we heard earlier. <laughs> uh, that's not true, but that's okay. Okay, all right. Well, I didn't look at right, so, so I guess. What, what logo shirt am I living the life on? Yeah. We're all in this together. You think? Yes. My, no. my, Mike's life is full of t-shirt slogans. Right. Well, I mean, I, I will say from that story you said earlier, though, yeah. Patrick, uh-huh. the fact that the uh, the boat threw off those, there were two folks from the where? boat. The boat didn't throw them off. Well, the crew the, the, were the captain. The yeah. captain ordered them off the boat, and they built them a little tiny uh, raft, raft made out of some buckets and, or something. Uh, you said uh, I did not say buckets. Oh, Bucket, okay, buckets, buckets. I'm never, buckets was not who cares? Even Tell me what they were made out of. What was it? Five gallon drums. Yeah, is it what it was? What was it? Yes, it, it, it. You know what, Greg? Here, <laughs> <laughs> just explain it, will you, please? It was okay. made out. It was made out of those uh, uh, two-liter Pepsi bottles. Okay. All right. So because two- it doesn't matter what I tell you, you're going to say something completely different, and then I'm going to have to explain it all over again. And I really don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, but they gave him a boat, is my point. They, they did not give him a boat. They a they basically threw some wood on the water and made them get off. They didn't even give them anything to paddle with. They had to paddle with their hands. Right. Here you go, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. No, they did a scene from Titanic. Mm, I don't I don't think so. But at least they gave him something, but uh, not really enough, I guess, is your point. So, I mean, what was your point of sharing that story? Just uh, don't go on a Chinese freighter or what? <laughs> <laughs> what is the moral of that story for our passengers, Patrick? That's where I'm trying to go with this or figure out. No, don't stow away with Coronas. Yeah, maybe. It was that the captain, me, mm-hmm. will not hesitate to throw you ah. into shark-infested waters. Well, I like sharks. I'm a diver. I look I look for them underwater, so I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 So what happened to these guys that Oh they 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 made it they made it to land. Oh but. yeah, so what's the what's the downside? They lived. They saved them. So there you go. Okay. Happy ending. So it didn't turn into like a blue lagoon thing. What? Where Brooke Shields and uh Christopher Atkinson wound up on a beach right. raising Getting a baby right. freak on or right. something? Yeah. I, yeah. It was two guys, wasn't it? <laughs> blue lagoon? No, it wasn't no. two guys. No, the two two they what, threw what, overboard. What DVD copy of Blue Lagoon are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> Was that Blue Moon Lagoon? Something like that. <laughs> okay, all right. Do you have something better than blue, this nonsense? Blue Lagoon. <laughs> let's move on. Come on, Patrick. Okay. Good lord, let's go. Getting uh, a little serious, uh, uh, and in all honesty, uh, what are your positions on? Dockside restaurants, dockside bars, serving alcohol to boaters. Mm, you mean when they come there to sit down and eat? Or you mean uh, drive-by type stuff? I, like I, Actually, up? I think it's the same as it is with every other place that sells alcohol. The responsibility falls primarily on the consumer, not on the seller. Agreed. Uh, it, it, it is not necessarily the job of a restaurateur, a pub owner, to say to a person who has to operate a vehicle afterwards that you need to be responsible. What if they are visibly intoxicated? Well, Would you continue to serve? No, you're not allowed to. You're not <laughs> to- right. No, you're not at a bar. Yeah, if you're if you know the patron is obviously intoxicated uh, legally, I don't believe you're allowed to serve them. You could be sued for such stuff. Well, yeah, whether they're whether they're driving or not, right? As it so happens, three lawsuits have been filed in this Lake Murray boat crash. Ah, that I, re- I predicted. Go, that go one, ahead, I? Greg. I just want to pat, <laughs> my, pat myself right on here. the back. Let there me know you when go. you're done. Called it. Yeah, yeah, genius. That's what that. What is. do you mean? What do you mean by you called it, Greg? <laughs> no, he just he said hey, these people file a lawsuit for doing just that. But go ahead. Okay, okay. Just but get if that you much say in. lawsuit, lawsuit is different from being assessed fines. Sued. Did I said sued. You can be sued for that. And that, he no. just brought up lawsuit, so I win. Moving on. Go All ahead, right, Patrick. Three lawsuits filed in the Lake Murray boat crash that unfortunately uh, killed uh, this lady's husband and left her without a leg. Mm. Uh, so this also injure a daughter um yes uh she the the daughter suffered injuries as well this occurred not too long ago september 2019 so Mm -hmm. 
Um, the family of the man that was killed has filed three lawsuits against two restaurants on the lake where the person that was driving the boat had gone to um, and had imbibed um, while out on the water. And, of course, the the allegations are that these businesses served the driver of the boat that crashed into this other boat too much alcohol, including beer and several rounds of liquor shots. Are are we suggesting that he showed up and he said, no, I don't want any, and then they said, no, bring your head over here. We have alcohol to pour down your throat. No. Because that's that's where responsibility ends if someone holds you captive and says you have to do this otherwise you're responsible for this this is you yeah no i i and i don't disagree with that i think there's a personal responsibility that you know if you're going to go, first of all let me just say this if you're operating any type of a motor vehicle you should not be consuming alcohol that's just my personal stance um, that comes from somebody who holds a class A CDL. So, I mean, in the state of Florida, I'm allowed a .04, not a .08 like everybody else, whether I'm driving my, my personal vehicle on my motorcycle or driving a semi, it's .04. And I got to be honest with you, even a .04 driving, I mean, if a .03 driving a semi would be, <laughs> I'd have some concerns. So yeah. the, 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 the tolerance is a lot less for me and as a single parent, I just chose very long time ago not to have any alcohol in my house. Okay. I don't partake. I think if you are going to be driving or operating any type of a motor vehicle, vessel, what have you, it would be incumbent upon you not to partake in consuming alcoholic beverages. And I think especially a boat, particularly a boat. I, I've always felt that boats are harder than cars because there's a three-dimensional kind of aspect that cars don't have. Cars operate in a more or less two-dimensional world because the ground stays underneath you the whole time, whereas... And when you stop, you stop. Yep. You don't float and drift and get Mm -hmm. turned by the wind and all those things. There are no lanes in the water? Uh, Well, no lanes that anybody adheres to. Right. right. There are places you might supposed to be, but they're not marked the way that they are in the road. Right. Well, there, uh, so, there are channels and channel markers. Right. But again, uh, wait, is it red, right return or is it red, right ro- rover? Red, red, right. I don't remember. Red, right. Rover. Red, come over. <laughs> is that right? Oh, look out. There's a boat coming. Smash. I mean, that's, but that's yeah. the bottom line is that I think the obligation falls on someone who is a boat operator. You've got to operate a boat Safe. sober. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I think, I think when the lawsuits like this get filed, of course, they're going after those that ha- have deeper pockets, maybe. Um, and chances are that these restaurants will probably wind up settling. And I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think that. I, actually, I don't think they can. I, I don't think that the restaurants can settle. The restaurants have to win this lawsuit. Well, because I mean, if they don't, they are going to run it. It, well, Say it again, Barry. What their their insurance is going to run it, whether they settle or not. They're going to actually, make that decision. This is the challenge with insurance: is that if what they're doing is outside of a legal the the legal limitations, their insurance isn't going to cover it. Yeah, and that would be bad. 
Does he have enough uh, problems uh, with restaurants right now with the virus, you think? More coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast well, look at that. You can see i think those are whales oh, right there oh my God, check it look out at that. look at that look at that those are I believe those are humpback whales, Conan. Those are humpback whales, and if they're there, there's got to be a school of them nearby. Now, this is freaky because this, it's, we're early for the humpback migration season. Well, check out, look, the the whales are breaching. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, no, they're not breaching, they are lunging. If they were to breach, actually 40% of them would come out. That was a breach. That was not a lunge. It was a breach. Got a whale of a tail to tell you lads. A whale of a tail or two. About the flat fish and the girls I've loved. On nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tail and it's all through. I swear by my tattoo. This is the World of Boating. Gregor first mate, Captain Patrick, in the studio and connected via the web. Bill the engineer, Mike the mariner, Barry the boater. It's a full crew navigating the latest boating news and information. And then just a bunch of, well, boating, water-related stuff. So where do we go now, Patrick? What say you? 
I think we need to finish up the uh, the lawsuit story. Okay. Um, I mean, well, yeah. What is the moral of this story? Where are we gonna? I mean, well, don't don't drink like, and boat, of course, yeah, obviously. So, so that the the crux of the argument from the family is that they were overserved, mm-hmm. and the only way that that can happen is if the people that were serving them knew how much alcohol they should have and said consciously, "We do not care what should be a reasonable limit for the amount of alcohol you have." We are going to give you more. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how there's any way you can prove that. You really can't because the, the lawsuits claim the servers and bartenders of the restaurants should have known that uh, the operator of this boat was intoxicated and ensured he was not going to drive or operate a boat. Now, I, now I, they, are, they are dockside, so hmm. I suppose they may have a better handle on who's driving a boat than than someone where a car is parked in the parking lot so you don't see them. But how is that the responsibility of someone inside of an operation? Yeah, I, there's hundreds of people coming and going. And, right. Yeah. yeah there's Even no if there's way dozens. For them to know. Yeah, well, there's no way for them to know. I mean, I know a lot of people in that industry. There's no way for them to know. They might pick out certain regulars and kind of – know their pattern but that doesn't translate to them being able to track everything yeah i mean if they come up and say can i have a six pack of beer and then puke all over the all over the table that one might then you know they might have a case or they may have just come off a cruise ship (laughs) i don't know why that would matter you know i think a bigger issue here and this is why they have to win this lawsuit the restaurants have to win is because otherwise they now have an obligation at every restaurateur would have an obligation to know how people are getting home and know who's responsible for operating what vehicle when they leave and be responsible for monitoring it. Yeah, then, then it's their responsibility to have a breathalyzer test when you enter the restaurant and when you leave. Hmm. Right? I mean, that's right. how crazy that can be. That's right. how it is. In order for that to work, then going forward, every restaurant would have to be responsible for making sure that every person who was going to be operating a vehicle on the way home was sober. So should they? No. Should they what? Should, should they check? Should they perform? You know, yeah. have, be able to check your blood op- breathalyzer, whatever it is. No. I mean, if yeah, how much, places how much regulation they, do you want? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> pla- places as they start to open up now from the coronavirus are going to be checking people's temperatures coming into their establishment. Not the same thing. Uh, you know, the thing is, the restaurants well, yeah, and the bars, is. I mean, this oh, is a no, classic argument. It's not the same thing at all, uh, yeah, because the, it, this argument's been going on. Their people. Right, but this uh, argument's been going on for years, and, and there are laws you can't overserve, or you can't serve someone who obviously has been overserved. Now, that can be very subjective on, you know, if they are showing signs that they're obviously intoxicated you're not supposed to serve because if anybody's ever seen you walk you walk like well i'm just saying that that's where you might have a potential uh, lawsuit issue but this is kind of a ongoing argument there's only so much you know the restaurants and bars can do so i mean are they going to be having to do breathalyzers no we let's not get ridiculous use a little common sense they don't have any enforcement authority they can't tell you what you can and cannot do they are not they are not deputized in any way to enforce 
any laws. Right. But it, but yeah, I think what Patrick's saying is that w- could it be set up where they'd have to take a breathalyzer before they would be willing to sell you the alcohol? Is that Th- what you're kind th- of? Thank you for Greg explaining yeah. uh, what, I, what it is that I said. <laughs> Which, what well, if, isn't, what it, isn't that every, what you mean? No. What, what okay. if every boat? had one of those breathalyzer things which you needed to blow into in order to operate it. What they do. It's, co- it's, called st- like it's called stability. So as soon as you get <laughs> into a boat and it starts rocking, if you go overboard, you're drunk. You're done. They would require the same thing on automobiles then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's a little bit too far-fetched. Well, they do it for some people that have have... A, a history of recidivism in terms of uh, drunk driving that right but that's court ordered correct right uh, okay i don't even know where this is going do you patrick do you have a look i was on the, i was on to the other this? story like 10 minutes ago okay well that's <laughs> you guys kept circling back around to this right. if my memory serves correct mm. uh your memory is faulty because we came back and you said i think we need to close up on this you son of a bitch he says he doesn't drink but i'm not so sure after this well bill did get the son of a bitch part right okay (laughs) well on that friendly note we'll wrap it up till next week remember whether it's sail or motor life is better better as as a a boater safe boating everyone World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.